That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Hello and welcome to Contenting Capable, a podcast where I try to figure out what it means to really be an adult. Today I spoke to Charlie Juice, Ray and Ted all about what Barbie means to people as adults. And we had such an awesome time recording that this episode will be in two parts. So check out the second part next week. Well, welcome to Content and Capable, everyone. Um, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> yeah, just try finishing a sentence. <laughs> thank you for having us. It's so kind of you. <laughs> I love what, how one of us, like there's five of us here and one of us just is Carl. Ray is the fulcrum, uh, like around yeah. which we all orbit because they are like, they've got it. They've, they're yeah. on top of it. God, if that's the situation, we are in trouble. <laughs> We're both the gay cousin, but I'm the mean cousin. So Ted, Ray's- you're so valid. <laughs> I'm a middle child, so I'm the only normal person. The middle child always is the first person to identify themselves. Like, why is it it the middle child that identifies? I'm a middle child. It's like, it's not something to be proud of. (laughs) Exactly. It's a constant pain. Yeah, how's that trauma? And that's why we bring it up constantly. Because we hate ourselves. (laughs) I'm just a lonely child over here. Just lonely. I say this as the eldest of ten children and just wants to hurt everyone. <laughs> Theoretically, everyone else in my family is a middle child, but then at the same time, I'm like, no, some of you are really middle children. Some of you just aren't meant to be older or younger siblings. <laughs> well, we'll try to start this podcast with a sense of normality. Um, the question I always ask people to start with is what has been some adulting that you've had to do recently? Um... I'll go first. Um, I got a speeding fine. Um, I got a speeding fine on the 1st of June. My parents gave it to me on Friday. Uh, (laughs) They're like, here, your assignments are done, right? We didn't want to stress you out by giving this to you while you had your assignments left to do. I'm like, that wasn't going to make a difference. I still have to pay this $177 fine. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Big yikes. Yeah, I was seven kilometers an hour over the speed limit in the hilliest That's... suburbs in the city. Um, yeah, I'm not impressed. That is such horseshit. This doesn't count as adulting, but I also got a speeding ticket recently for going. What the fuck <laughs> is up with people getting speeding tickets on this podcast? I came in last time and my story was a, a fucking speeding ticket. I was ticket. going 58 in a 40. <laughs> Guess what? I, I deliver pizzas and I haven't gotten a speeding ticket. There were three cop cars behind me. What were they doing? Why were they there? I am I was so afraid. That's I was like, what? Guys? Guys, anyways, I haven't paid it yet or anything, so that doesn't even count as adulting. That's just something that happened in my life. I'm Ray. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's it's me. It's under my dad's name, so I have to transfer it to my name because my dad's oh, the name on the car that I was driving. Oh, boy. Um, also happened to be my brother's 18th birthday, so I'm almost <laughs> tempted to t- tell him I'm not getting you an 18th birthday present because I spent to get to dinner. <laughs> Because I was going to dinner at my parents' place and I was running late and the traffic was terrible 
and I was driving through the hilliest suburbs in um, Brisbane, the city that I live in, and which means that you're either speeding or you're going so slow that it's dangerous. Mm. So, you know, it's like, well, speeding's the better option in this case. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a fixed camera. What I think it was was it was a camera in the back of a police van um, that had just caught me out. But I still, I drove back through the area yesterday, which was terrifying. Um, but I couldn't find it. I'm like, how the hell did I, like, get caught out here? It was, yeah, I wasn't impressed. It's only a crime if you're caught. I'm also, I'm also not gay, so I'm not immune to crime. Like, I have to face the consequences for crimes, whereas you guys can be gay and do crimes, like, all the time. That's it. Be gay, do crimes all the time. Oh, Samuel. Okay. I should go to court and tell them that. Like, I'm gay. You so, um, I will say. It's, li- it's legally required of me to commit crimes. You understand, judge. And the judge will be like, yes, of and course. And if you don't commit crimes, that is a crime. So, you're, you're doing it. I feel like Juice has something they want to say. <laughs> Well, happy Pride, boys! My speeding ticket got 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 um, uh, it was seen in court on my birthday without my knowledge, and they dropped (laughs) it, so I don't have to pay the fine. Woo! All right, happy Pride! Woo! Happy Pride! (laughs) Is this a full redemption arc? Why are we talking about this when you're on the podcast, La? I know. (laughs) Full redemption arc right here. Oh my goodness. What, yeah, tell yeah. me about your adulting, Charlie. I- I've suddenly forgotten everything that I've done recently. Um, have you done your laundry? You were cleaning something yesterday. I cleaned my room. I yeah. don't know if that's necessarily... Is Ooh. that adulting? I had to clean my room because yeah, I had a guest bro? coming. Yes. <laughs> if you clean your room without your mother telling you, that's adulting. Oh, no, she told me. She told me. <laughs> 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 I'd say it counts. Um... It definitely is adulting because recently uh, Ted and Andy cleaned my room. (laughs) 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 They got a hankering to reorganize something and they were like, ah, this one's a disaster. (laughs) So Ray was all like, no, it'll take so long. And I was like, nope, we're going to reorganize your room right now and move everything. Here, have a computer chair and some shelves I bought you. (laughs) And then I got home at like 9.30 at night or 7. I don't remember. It was though. And then we rearranged a room. It was very fun. And now my room's a disaster, but Ray's room looks nice. I'll help clean your room. That's easier than mine. (laughs) It's easier to clean other people's rooms. It is. It It is is always easier to clean other people's property. Um, My brother lives by himself in the middle of the desert. um, And um, he... So he's a bit of a... He's not very good at keeping himself tidy and keeping himself organised. Um, and the lady who owns the property walked in to check something and she saw the mess because he oh, had, no. hadn't cleaned the house. And she has typed up a full list of like 30 plus things that he has to do before tomorrow to clean the whole place. A big oof. <laughs> and it's like... Like, I understand, like, there is an extent to where it is their property and they want to see it, like, clean and tidy. But also, at the same time, he's an adult. Stop treating him like a child. Yeah. Like, like he cleans. He doesn't clean very regularly, but he cleans. Like, I know that he doesn't like living in a dump. And, like, weird things. Like, 
he's very bad at organising. He needs to see things big and visually. Mm. So he put tape up on the uh, fridge to draw up like a calendar. <clears throat> and they're like, take the tape down. Not everyone's going to be fucking clean and tidy. Like, this room I'm sitting in is the cleanest has been in months. Um, because I just haven't had the chance to pick up the clothes off the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. And, like, asking him to, like, take down something that's actively helping him keep himself organized. Like, what the fuck? But... <laughs> Especially yeah. when he lives a three-hour flight away away from all his support systems and Aww. just, I, I don't know. He's coming to visit. He turned 18 recently, so he he's twin to the other brother who caused the speeding ticket. Um, <laughs> yes, I blame you, James. If you're listening, this is a test, and I do blame you for the speeding <laughs> ticket. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yes, it. Uh, he's coming over to visit um, soon, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Anyway, I feel like I'm talking about myself too much. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> the magic of editing. That was you beautiful. Have, now we're just going to keep it in for that. <laughs> There's too many of us. <laughs> oh, goodness, there sure are. Any more adulting we'd like to talk about before we move on to <laughs> the main reason we're all here? I'm about to do some adulting, and by me, I mean my father. Um, <laughs> happy Father's Day. Happy uh, Father's Day. <laughs> my downstairs shower. I bought a house with my girlfriend who nobody knows I'm dating. So that's fun. Um, and I live in the same town as all of my immediate family. My mother and my father's siblings and my aunt and my grandmother. And they're all like, why did you buy a house with your best friend? And I'm like, oh, you know, just gals being gals pals. Being pals. Neither <laughs> of us are girls, pals? but don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, my downstairs bathroom has mold. Not anymore. Nice. Uh, so my dad took out the entire thing, like the base of the shower, like the shower doors and the glass and like this, the rotted wood around the base. And wow. so I either have to pay for a replacement. He's thinking just a whole shell of a shower thing or we're going to have. But then if we do that, we're going to have to drill into the concrete and then repour concrete to probably move the drain. And then if we don't do that, then we're going to have to regrout everything and rebuild everything up and then put that in. And then we have to grout, regrout once a year. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's it's the adulting fun. that I will be doing soon. That's the shower I've been using, and I'm avoiding all of this information. <laughs> Somebody didn't tell me the shower was still leaking and that we had mold. I told you when saw we had mold. No, you didn't. Okay, therapy. I told you session. that I thought we had mold, <laughs> and you're like, no, I, I was, I, I was like, hey, there's mold over here, but okay, we can't have a fight on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to talk about Barbie? <laughs> yeah, I think we need to move on very swiftly to Barbie. Yeah, the Barbie movie slap. <laughs> Barbie movie slapped so hard. <laughs> This is what you don't get from the unedited part of Barbie Slaps. Uh, it's us being all like, no, this is what I said. No, it's not. <laughs> Back and forth really loudly. Because that's what roommates are like. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Okay, will you hand me my water bottle? No. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys all get, um like, discover the Barbie movies or get into the Barbie movies? 
Wait, have we all been introduced? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Did I you don't do know. that? Did you do that, Sam? It, 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 we've either done it I think or it's my being cell phone is ringing. Somewhere. I'm going to just one sec. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, poor juice. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Ran out of the closet. <laughs> That's one way to come out of the closet. <laughs> um, I don't know it's that we brother. were necessarily. I don't know that we were really introduced because it was like just as children. So like your parents find you things to watch, like children movies. Mm, yeah. And yeah. obviously, when you're a child, you're really into Barbie. And early two thousands, Barbie obviously. was really popular. The Barbie movies were. And so we got the Barbie dolls and we watched the Barbie movies. And since Ray and I are cousins, we grew up together and we would watch Princess and the Popper every time we got together. And we would mm-hmm. each sing different parts to the songs. And so we, we were, tried. We tried. So we were both really into Barbie growing up, um, but kind of the same amount as Disney and other movies. It was just like a staple part of our childhood. We'd watch Barbie and we'd mm-hmm. watch Ghibli movies and we'd watch Disney stuff and Swan Lake. And Anastasia. Well, see, the thing Anastasia is, should be a Disney movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Anastasia kind of, should it's be on Disney Plus now. They own it? it now, so uh, tragic. But anyways, um, the thing is that everybody likes Disney movies, and mm. everybody's watching, and they come out in the theaters, and so and so. But with Barbie, you have these little VHSs, and they're just like in your house, and you're like, I don't know where these came from, <laughs> but but I own them, and these are mine. These are my mm. films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, it's been a tradition, like, first, like, you know, me and my little sister, we were like, we didn't pay attention to releases, but we're like, there's a Barbie movie. We have to watch that. That's ours, you know? Yeah. And so me, the two of us used to watch them <clears throat> every time that we noticed there were new ones. And then, like, I started doing that with Ted. You know, it's just, like, something that has been... Like, such a part of our lives. Yeah, like, I had a, like, and I think it's also, like, the marketing. You have Barbies and you have Polly Pockets and stuff. Because we used to have this tiny little Polly Pocket movie on, like, a little DVD. It's, like, Polly Pocket, Polly Pocket, Polly Pocket at, like, (laughs) the mall or some (laughs) weird thing. And Barbie was just higher end, and higher see, quality. I just never got into like dolls, even. Mm-hmm. Like I barely had any Barbie. That's dolls. unrelatable. Yeah, Charlie, <laughs> yeah. are you in my thing, the Barbie but... mausoleum right now as we speak? No, no, no. That's where my mother records. I am in okay. my room, <laughs> which has significantly yeah, and... less Barbies than hers. <laughs> and me and my sister were always really into dolls and playing with those things so we had a lot of that stuff so that's probably where ours stemmed from but yeah i just like the movies like (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even like a a barbie or even like a doll fan really i Mm -hmm. i just think these are fun films you just think it's neat no no i look you know as a guy i'd never really got exposed to barbie we you know i didn't have a lot of Things, material things when I was a child. Um, you know, I had two teddy bears and oh. I was the only child with teddy bears. Um, you know, the the things that I, you know, really took with me were like books and uh, stories. And so what, what I found really interesting is when I was exposed to Barbie... 
which was mostly through Barbie Life in the Dream House, which we'll talk about later. Um, but uh, I realised that it was like, I don't know, it kind of resonated very differently from like every other like child's product that became a movie. Mm. Um, you know, you had things like Bratz and Polly Pockets and whatever, whatever. And like, there was so many, but yet Barbie continues. This really strange phenomenon, which has let us as adults, like, get involved and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Barbie always tried to have, like, a good message is, like, the difference in mm-hmm. a lot of those other yeah. things. Yeah. And, and they were well thought out as well, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of different doll lines are owned by Mattel, and Mattel puts a lot more effort into Barbie than, yeah. say, uh, the Monster High series or the other one. The fucking Monster Ever High After. series. Ever After High series. I think those were both Mattel. Um, yeah, yeah Ever After was Mattel. And then they, they were stopped both... making them after Gosh. Disney ripped them off with Descendants. Yeah. <laughs> like... They're like, we're going to make some really bad quality Monster High dolls and the entire uh, doll community that does, like, uh, doll edits and stuff. Um, oh, doll a- painting is it O-O-A-K? Or is it O-A-K-K yes. or something like that? O-O-A-K, I think. Yeah. I just read all the books yeah. for those things. Those are <laughs> some good books. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyways. no, Ted, I, I, I know what you mean. The custom doll community... Like, they were mad. All of the cheap Mattel subunit lines. Well, just... so the big thing about Monster High dolls was that they had really nice wrist joints. They had yeah. uh, elbow joints. They had knee joints. Uh, they <laughs> oh had uh, shoulders, really good heads. So if you're going to customize a doll, it's really easy to take off that head, to get the hair out, to do all of that stuff. And it's a really nice doll to customize. And then they started mm-hmm. making the plastic plastic cheaper, and they stopped having uh, mid-joint bendables, so, like, the knees and the elbows didn't bend anymore. And mm-hmm. people were like, this is bad quality. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll just stop making them all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and- with Littlest Pet Shop, you had this, like, the <sighs> early years of Littlest Pet Shop are, like, completely different from what you think of as, like, the mid-2000s Littlest Pet Shop, mm-hmm. but... The iconic middleest middleest pet shop. The iconic <laughs> littlest pet shop lines from the mid two thousands. There was a significant dip in quality when there was the children who grew up with that that really uh, that that really that that zeitgeist. Right there, there was like in the mid two thousands. There was that cohort mm-hmm. of children that aged out of it. And then there was, like, a generation after that where Lilith's Pet Shop was horrible. There was exactly zero quality. It was reprints Mm -hmm. of reprints. It was disgusting. And then they did this third generation after that where they were kind of trying to make up for the mistakes. But it's not even quite back where it was in the mid-2000s still. And I think it is a lot of, like oh, this thing is really popular, but they are a little expensive to make. Let's make them cheaper so we can make more of them and sell more. And people mm-hmm. notice the yeah. quality difference when the companies don't think they will. Because, yeah, the same thing happened with uh, Polly Pockets. Not the little, little guys, but the larger plastic ones with the nice rubber clothing and everything. All of a yeah. sudden, Ugh. that quality the mouth dropped. Feel. The mouthfeel on that rubber clothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the stimming you can get from the yeah. rubber clothing, just like yeah. rubbing it on your face. Oh, 
peak. But <laughs> um, then they it had is. like hard plastic clothing all of a sudden that like snapped with around the doll. With magnets in it. Oh, that was magnets. And the dolls weren't good anymore, even though they're just like no. these little plastic dolls. All of a sudden, those were bad. And I think that's a trend with a lot of uh, doll companies and Mattel specifically. And then Barbie is the only one that Mattel has continually put effort in. Yeah. There was the a period of time where it's a, yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Dolls right yeah, now. Barbies dipped, but now they've come back up and they're kind of putting effort into design. I don't know about the quality of the doll, but no. there's... Stop no. shaking your head at me, Charlie. No, <laughs> no they have... Have you seen clothes. the Clara and the Prince? <laughs> have you seen the 20th anniversary Nutcracker Playline dolls? They're so I try not to, actually. Bad. I like to look away. <laughs> no, New York Playline Barbie actually sucks, like, actively. I'm sorry, Mattel. Aww. But, like, get your game together. I know you're trying to do all, like, this. Barbie has a YouTube Barbie and her TV show. Like, they're putting so much effort into that. They've just stopped doing... Like caring about the dolls, I swear. <laughs> but I think that that's almost a good thing, like because there's more that you can do with a TV show and content rather than like. Yes, I understand dolls are. But important, they make the show like, to sell the toys, and the toys are shit. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that the licensing rights they get from those shows now and the the quality of those shows and the popularity of those shows almost pay themselves off it's like cars too that's a that's a valid critique i do think one of the things that i will say about the barbie vlogs and about barbie the the barbie as vtuber persona that they have Mm -hmm. sort of put onto the youtube brand um to me it sort of does it it's to me it sort of does give off this very insidious parasocial cultivation Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I know that a child... Because there were studies done about this, right? When they were... Um, the the Cartoon Network Adult Swim Bumps, right? There were studies mm-hmm. done that suggested that children could not tell the difference between the cartoons and the advertisements on Cartoon Network. And so yeah. they devised bumps as a system to differentiate both the time slots... So the bumps going into Adult Swim, but also the shows from the commercials, right? And mm-hmm. children couldn't tell the difference between the show, the bump, and the commercial. So <laughs> why would they be able to tell the difference between, like, the, like, Mariposa, the butterfly fairy, it's been stuck in my head since 2008. Like, why would they be able to tell the difference between that and... Barbie the vlogger talking about how you need to self-care and how you should follow my DIY unicorn horn tutorial hairstyle or, like, make sugar cookies with me in my house. Let's talk about our girl crushes. I have a crush on Zendaya, says Barbie in a vlog that nobody fucking watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is canon. We all have a crush on Zendaya. You're right. You're right. You should say it. Barbie is bisexual. Like, Barbie canonically... Is romantically or not romantic? Okay. Barbie canonically has crushes on Taylor Swift and Zendaya, but like it's like, in the vlogs, so who knows? But like, isn't Barbie like? I and I, I understand that that I don't. I disagree slightly because the children in my life know the difference. They know when you're you're trying to screw them over with something different. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but, valid. That's valid. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think. But at the same time, isn't Barbie, like, in my eyes at least, is a representative of who we are, who we want to be? I was about to talk about that because, like, while it is insidious in that it is just straight advertisement for your mm-hmm. capital gain, you know, what what they do with that, what they choose to do is, like... We're making content that children like. We're making vlogs that the kids will find relatable. But what we're going to do is talk about self-care. We're going to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, having bad moods and how you deal with that. We're going to talk about, you know, having an LGBT person, like, on the vlog. You know, it's like Barbie as a brand has always made an attempt to raise up girls. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. from Barbie mm-hmm. always having all these different... Uh, careers. Barbie has always, like, more, I feel, than, like, kind of bland girl power. Just, like, like, you get the impression that, like, Polly Pocket or, like, Monster High are, like, four girls. Mm -hmm. But Barbie Mm -hmm. has always had a specific message of female empowerment that I feel like has been pretty strong in the brand. And mm-hmm. it's reflected in, like, the different eras. So, you know, when Barbie was first introduced and, you know, it was all about getting women... It was almost more about getting women into the workforce and showing that women, you know, can do these things. And then, you know, I, I, I'll i keep coming back to Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse because it is my favourite <laughs> um, Barbie uh, series. But, like, through there was, like, your late 2000s, like, learning how to, like, it was more, like, aged up a little bit, learning how to be a functioning human. Um, And, you know, Barbie just never reacted to what the Raquel's bullshit. And and always, like, had a way... It was a bit too perfect, but, like, always had a way to teach you out of the situation. Mm -hmm. And then this newer generation um uh is even more like barbie makes mistakes it's aged down a little bit more um mm-hmm. as, as i think that they settle on a more e- an easier middle ground target target market i hold, i totally agree with you i think i think that um the content side the the video content side of the barbie brand is definitely mm-hmm. uh skewing outwardly much more much younger like the the, i mean the chelsea the the fact that they did a chelsea movie Mm -hmm. they haven't done a chelsea movie like in a decade and suddenly they you know they throw a chelsea movie out there like it's yeah um i don't know what it is about like the early barbie movies where like obviously the girls were teenagers right Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's like Annalise is getting married. That's not exactly a thing children do. Or, (laughs) you know, um, Annika is trying to literally, literally kill a guy. Canonically, she tries to murder his whole ass. Destroy him! Destroy (laughs) one (laughs) guy! But, like, what they were doing, though, in that early run, especially through the two, the, the noughties, as they say here in Australia, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's a very strange word. I do not understand it. Um, but uh, was they were trying to ride that wave that Disney had produced through retelling 
fables and iconic stories mm, like Macbeth yeah. and right. things like that. Um, and I think that that's really something that's important. And a topic that um, Macbeth? my brother brought up, uh, Lion King, Macbeth. That was yeah. Hamlet, Hamlet, first of all. <laughs> and oh. second of all, it's a ripoff of Kimba the White Lion. Which was okay. A there's some Tezuka drama. There. We don't want to get into that. That because <laughs> I've Kim- heard some different sides of that story. I don't know that I would say Kimba was a good movie. <laughs> Kim- it doesn't have to be for Disney to rip but it off. Does Disney it, Ted? still ripped it off. I'm not gonna lie there. <laughs> well, did they though? Anyways, I don't. I don't. I don't even know anything shot about that. Shot for I shot, get into Ray. It. Shot and- for shot, they are the same film. Okay, they are not. Like, <laughs> Okay, okay. But what I was going to say is that I think that why we're seeing like different types of movies is that the fantasy that they are trying to produce for young girls has changed. Mm -hmm. That's so valid, yeah. Yeah. What they were trying to do before was to make like fantasy the genre. Like... (laughs) Yeah, they're yeah. trying to recreate these classic stories. They were these trying fairy to do tales. like Disney princess, but like with Barbie. That's what they were kind of trying well, to do. But they did have their own kind of vibes, specifically for that because the, they were doing like they ballets. Like yeah, well, and the ballet. Yeah. Well, let's Early let's okay. Let's let Ray talk. Let's all. Ray has the conch. Ray has the conch. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, well, uh, but. What they're trying to produce now, like, I haven't seen Chelsea, but I saw Barbie Princess Adventure, which is like, you know, Barbie's a streamer and Barbie is, you know, going to like this affluent place, which they've been kind of doing since like charm school, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the fantasy has changed. It's instead of like, I'm like the hero of a story sort of thing. It's more like these are the kinds of dreams that young kids might have of like going somewhere and having these kind of new experiences. I don't know. And like giving them an insight into the reality behind that, because, you know, as we constantly are let down on YouTube by, (laughs) well, Charles, I think that there's been a better attempt at making like the the shape and size of Barbie. Let's like, I, I'm very aware the shape and size of Barbie is very not realistic, but like <laughs> the situations that Barbie has been put in, or a, 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 attempt better at showing what reflecting what life is at the time. Um, you know, I rewatched Barbie and the Nutcracker, um, and I was like, this makes no sense because there is no way that, like, yes, Barbie, we. But at the same time, there was no way that Barbie was going... Uh, there was going to be a huge kickback and a huge engagement because there was no relatability. And so, and there wasn't a lot of character development. Okay. It's a kid's movie. Sam, it's a, it's a kid's movie. It is. Oh, Sam, Sam, you're hurting us so badly. You, you, because you that's really... the first one and we all watched it so much as children. We did, we did. Well, I'm not like... saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Like, there are side characters other than Barbie have some really great character development, and I think it's a really great movie. The technology, which we'll talk about later, oh on point, like, <laughs> are so great. The early CGI. Um, some of the movements, some of the movements, chef's kiss. Um, but at the same time, Barbie doesn't necessarily do that development. Barbie I is think like, that, it's like um, Harry Potter. If I may, if I yeah. may, I What's think... Up? A very important part of the Nutcracker is that it's not 
really okay yes you could hero's journey map it out but Mm -hmm. i think that it is perhaps more compelling to think of the nutcracker as as uh, are you familiar with the producers the film adaptation of the musical the producers anybody in the (laughs) house here yes no No. yes okay i know the producers i know of it thank you okay it's the but the musical the musical the producers yes Yes. Okay. So when they were adapting the musical, The Producers, into a film, what they Mm -hmm. effectively did was they they took all of the choreography from the songs and they were like, okay, we are going to make this as close to the stage musical as possible. But what that kind of takes away from the film is that it is not structured as a film. It is structured as a filmed musical. Yeah. Right? And so I think the problem with The Nutcracker is that it is not a film. It is a filmed ballet, right? Yes, no, you're 100% right there, yeah. Um, But, like, one of the common themes I kept seeing was it's a very Harry Potter-esque where things happened to Barbie, whereas Barbie didn't... Barbie didn't happen to things. <laughs> what I would she... like to say about that is that Barbie does have like arcs in the films. Yeah. Like they try I'm to get some an character arcs. they yeah. try but also Barbie is a paragon hero. Like mm-hmm. Barbie yeah. can have flaws because they need her to be able to overcome those flaws, but she can't have too bad of flaws because they need her to be like this perfect person for little girls to yeah. look up to. I mean, mm-hmm. one of my favorite Barbie protagonists is Annika from uh, Magic of Pegasus because she's like the most what flawed brat. one, I think. She's a fucking yeah, brat. Yeah, I love her. She wants her to so murder. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Like, she says, you're ruining my life. <laughs> God, Kelly Sheridan as a whiny teenager. Just... Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's, it's so good. And she doesn't do a good job. It's very bad. Kelly, I love you, but it's you're bad, ruining my but life. But it's good because it's bad. I love how bad it is. You're exactly. ruining my life. Oh. <laughs> I don't and then you just you just hear I the jangling liked. of the skates as she goes up the skates like the jigga 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 jigga. God, that scene is so tonally fraught. Do you ever just like come home with a baby polar bear? Do you ever just do that? God, I wish. <laughs> Reminds me of Mr. Popper's penguins. <laughs> <laughs> As um, an adult, going back, ma- uh, Magic of Pegasus is one of my favorites. It's so good. It's so funny. It was funny. like one of my favorites as a kid. And then like Diamond Castle is like only slightly above it. But like, those are my two <laughs> faves. So, peak. Wow. Yeah. Magic Pegasus has the best um, heterosexual relationship in a Barbie movie. You're not wrong. I, well, I tolerate the heterosexuals in Magic of Pegasus the most. They actually kind of have mm, words. The film, the film allows They've... them to have some modicum of chemistry. Which, yeah. Like, Barbie Well, they don't as... immediately get along is the thing. They yeah. have... Yeah. Mm. They get Which is, like, you know, straight person shorthand for, oh, these two are going to get together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Look, it really it's about is. the enemies to lovers. It's about the burn. It's about the yearning. It was so oh. good. <laughs> I actually like the straight relationships in early Barbie. 
Uh, Julian. Julian. Okay, Julian. okay. Julian Dominic and Erica have one song, and I'm like, I'm in. I'm sold. This song is so good. Yeah, <laughs> that, yes, that one exactly. song sold their entire relationship, but it works. Uh, <laughs> Clara and Prince Eric, the Nutcracker. God, it's just because I'm a simp for people who like are like in a different no body or whatever. Prince. God, I simp for Nutcracker. It's because Ray is a monster fucker. Yes. Ah! Yes. Oh, uh, that nickname that nickname is already taken on the movie night crew network. You have to it choose is. another one. Yeah, um, <laughs> Adele wants to fuck the, the Sphinx from Harry Potter, apparently. So Good. <laughs> I missed that conversation, so I get back on Discord after being at work for three hours and Adele's name has changed to Adele Monsterfucker. And I'm like, what the hell happened? You're welcome. In three I changed hours? it. I changed it for her special. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, it was, that was. I won't say that Beauty and the Beast and Barbie in the Nutcracker, I won't say that they, like, irrevocably raised the bar when it comes to, like, male protagonists in young children's media, but. Juice, 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 I am right there with you. We are, (laughs) we are synced, we are locked. They definitely did, though, because, like, if you think about pre-2001 and pre- I, all I could think of was 2001 A Space Odyssey. Sorry. Um, I'm I'm almost certain that Nutcracker did come out in the year 2001. It so did. it cannot be pre- It is, in fact, but like if we 9-11 think, film. Yeah, it is- <laughs> Wow, that is terrifying. <laughs> it's a post-9-11 film. Everything Barbie. It came um, out, like, a month and a half after That's scary. 9/11. <laughs> um, but like if we think pre two thousand pre two thousand one and children's movies and male protagonists, like I'm thinking Spy Kids movies, I'm thinking oh, well, not the recent ones, but like the really <laughs> old Spy Kids movies. Um, and I'm thinking thing like I can't think of many more. I I don't know. I've lost it. I was Ted, born what in two thousand and one. So. Sorry, don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 looking at images from Boku no Hero Academia. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, ah, uh, yes. Of course. This makes sense. I'm looking at my son. He is a murder man now, and I love and support him. Ted, when are you not thinking about Deku? I'm supposed to not think about Deku? I never said that. I just so- asked when. Okay, can we talk about Deku for a minute? Okay, just a little, just a second here. So <laughs> the entirety. No, it's fine. It's quick, quick. It'll be quick. So, so basically, my entire uh, Twitter feed is mostly Boku no Hero, mostly Deku, because that's what I've cultivated. That's why I follow every now and then. I see like Sonic from my girlfriend or <laughs> something like that, and so I just. All of a sudden, there's just a lot of big Dekus. Like, he's physically large, and his friends are small. And I'm like, nobody is drawing this in a weird kink way. He's just big. Like, inexplicably. Like, picture after picture after picture of large Deku. He's just a, like, physically a giant. And I'm like, that's a big Deku. Why are we doing this? And then I had to ask on the Discord server I mod in, and I'm like, fellas, why is there large Deku? And they're like, like, kinky? And I'm like, no. Why is he so big? Apparently Horikoshi drew him big to be funny once, and then everybody (laughs) took off. Uh, There's also a lot of Dekus in these specific overalls, because that's all people draw right now, is Deku in overalls or large Deku. (laughs) 
And I just needed somebody else to know. <laughs> that this is the life I live. The next cultural phenomenon. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. Anyways, that's what's happening right now on Boku no Hero. Twitter is Big Deku, just large. Thank you for that, large. that news update. You're, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry, sorry Sam. You're going to have an absolute shit show editing this. Look. Okay, Barbie, let's talk about Barbie. Barbie. This let's is, talk about Charlie, how did you get into Barbie? I was going to say, I think you asked that question in it, like, what, a half hour ago? Yeah, we did kind of skip y'all. <laughs> We went, and then and then <laughs> our conversations became chaos because that's what happens here. Explosions happen. Um, um, I'm gonna just put it down to my mother. My mother is the reason why I'm here. Um, <laughs> my mother, who is a Barbie collector, and just was like, "Yeah, of course I'm gonna get all the movies as well every single time they come out, and and you're gonna watch them because you're a child and you're gonna like this and." <laughs> I apparently also got a Barbie when I was like, I feel like I was like two or something. And they're like three and up, aren't they? You're not supposed to. <laughs> You're that young. <laughs> well, yeah, because you Look, can choke on the shoes is the problem. Yeah. I, can, age can... ranges. I don't understand Americans and their choking problems. Like Kinder Surprises. Why are they there? It just confuses the fuck out Samuel, of me. Um, because this country has no formalized social health system. And so you, this you country, are obligated you're not even American. By... <laughs> My mom's American. I might get an American citizenship at some point, Charles. Ooh. Anyway, um, no, you it's because um, you are obligated by your insurance company to sue whoever is at fault for your injury. So that really? you, yeah, uh... it's the That's money. why you get cases of like. People who accidentally push a child, like there was this story of this aunt who broke her nephew's arm or something, and the nephew had to go to court in a like legal proceeding where his family was suing the aunt in like a like a formal trial setting because their insurance company would not cover the cost of like like the, a surgery or whatever unless they sued somebody for being at fault, mm-hmm. and so. That's- Terrible. Yeah, so I know. People are all no like, just- oh, America's so, so happy, and it's because of insurance companies. Mm-hmm. And so we have these really ridiculous laws, like you have to have caution hot could be boiling on all of the McDonald's cups, because one time this lady got, like, actually scalding burns, because yeah. it was yeah, too hot. Yeah, third degree full body burns, yeah. yeah. And they they have to make a precedent just in case it happens again, even though it's only happened once. Well, they See, used to have the coffee way too they hot. They did, and so that they was did, an important yeah. thing to change. Mm-hmm. I just had to put hot coffee stickers on all the little coffee mugs at work. Choking isn't a big thing. Like, we're, wor- we're more worried about drowning. Y'all just aren't um, into choking, tr- I guess. <laughs> no, no, we are. No, it's just not one of our kinks. Charlie? Um, well, my sister, sorry... Um, but yeah. since we're talking about differences in humor, my sister was saying, in America, everybody is told you could be president. And then, yeah. um, more in European countries, it's all like, oh, you'll never be president. 
because there's not a president, but it's all like it's specifically like royal family stuffs. I don't actually know yeah. anything about Europe. No, no, yeah, yeah. But do you know and what I mean? It's an, and yeah. so they had to stop asking who is the leader of our country here because it changes so often. Yeah. Um and <laughs> so there's this difference in entitlement too and I don't know, yeah. Americans really feel like I don't know, it just changes things yeah. slightly and the types of humor that we have. American individualism yeah. is a plague, but yeah. we don't need to talk about that. We're more about Let's the individual as opposed to the, the family unit. Are literally like what Americans think of as martyrs. Like <laughs> Let's, let's, let's not talk because about... I already have depression. <laughs> we, we don't have time to unpack all this, guys. We don't. <laughs> God, uh, I had some profound Barbie. thoughts about American nationalism, but we're not going to do that today. We're talking about Barbie. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll Barbie. Do, we'll, do a, we'll do an after dark show where we talk about the American oh civic religion. Charlie, yes, Barbie of course. Okay, Juice. Charlie, did you, you mention how you got turn? into Barbie? Did you? Yeah. Okay, so, so, hey, um, juicy, hey, hey, juicy, baby. When I wait, what? Sorry, Ted, what'd you say? (laughs) They're just whispering to themselves over there. (laughs) (laughs) There's a song where she says juicy a lot. Oh, I see. Okay, I'll send Um, it to you. Please do. Okay, wonderful. Um, It's by Aisha Erotica, so I know you'll love it. Oh my god. Um, Okay, so how I got into Barbie movies was um, my mother used to get VHSs out of the library for me and my brother constantly. And so um, we had this, like, we had a large collection of both rented and purchased VHSs and DVDs. And often, because I was a tiny, angry child, Things would get lost. We would end up having to buy library books and library DVDs and VHSs because I would lose them. Um, so mm. as as a young person, I had the Nutcracker on VHS, and I think we had the Princess and the Popper on VHS. It might have been on DVD, but I think it was on VHS. And um, hilariously, I've discovered in recent years that my mother never actually watched any of the films that I had consumed as a child like um brother bear is a movie that she had never seen with her eyes until like the year 2019 because it had always been playing in our dodge caravans dvd player but she had never like she'd never been sitting in the back seat during a road trip right so she'd never seen yeah. it <laughs> yeah and so the Crazy. same thing happened with the barbie movies where i was watching them as a child like it, it's it was just me it was just me the whole time. And I was like I was never particularly encouraged to watch them. I just did. <laughs> you just anyway, did because Sorry, go dead. ahead, Sam. Yeah. My dad's the king of walking in the last 10, 15 minutes of a movie and watching that. Go, what are you guys watching? <laughs> so we watched Luca the other day, uh, uh, and the kids are watching it. He goes, oh, what are you guys watching? I'm like, well, Luca, it's a new Pixar film. Is it Pixar? I have no fucking idea. Anyway. It's Pixar. Um, it's Disney it is. Pixar. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, he goes, oh, nice. And he stands there doing work on his iPad and watching the, the for the last 15 minutes, you know, the climax of the movie. And mum walks in the last 30 seconds, sees it, goes, okay, got the story and left. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I don't think... I think we underestimate how little media our parents consume when we were children. Um, and watching it happen as an adult to well, my see, children's siblings. My mom watched all the Barbie movies with me. You don't understand this. We Every time <laughs> we got a new one, we would watch that. We would sit down and watch that. You know how there's the concept of like a shoes-off household? Mm. Mm-hmm. You guys are a Barbie-on household. Okay, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> we go to fuck. It's an it's integral. It's structural. She if you take the Barbie DVDs Barbie out of that house, it will fall down. Yeah, currently, um, I have stolen the Barbie DVDs. The box that they're in, they're in my room because I've been watching them. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't have a DVD player, so I have to take them illegally. Um, because they, the ones that I watched were borrowed from the library or we had on VHS somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we don't have a VHS player anymore. Uh, we got rid of that when we got rid of our big, big TV. So I didn't have a sister until 2007. Not that we killed them or something. But, um, <laughs> Sam! <laughs> um, so we didn't really get into the Barbie and the princess and the dolls and stuff until then. So I had a lot of catching up to do. Um, and then, what was the other thing that kind of got me into Barbie? Oh, it was Tinkerbell. Fucking Good the shit. Tinkerbell books. Good shit. All oh, those books. Sorry, Tinkerbell I books. I really love Tinkerbell. Um, I was obsessed <laughs> with reading, so I would read whatever was put in front of me. And so I read them. And my sister would watch the Tinkerbell movies alongside Dora and everything else. Now, we're talking the CGI ones, right? <clears throat> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that that kind of then transferred because, you know, once you run out of Tinkerbell, well, where are you going to go next? Barbie. So that transferred into Barbie. So I think the first Barbie movie I ever watched, I was just reading through the list, I think was Barbie Presents Thumbelina. Oh, um, no! That is, that is a... That is objectively okay, one of the worst. I see a lot worst. of nasty... I hate oh, that film I, so much. I hate no Barbie guys... movie, but oh that God. movie... <laughs> Y'all need to back off Thumbelina. It has a vaguely unsettling art style and unclear. (laughs) Barbie isn't even the main character. Why is that movie so bad? Why did they make it? Thumbelina, Charlie. She doesn't. She doesn't. Barbie did not play Thumbelina. Barbie is a different character in the movie. They interact (laughs) with each other. Freak out. (laughs) Barbie and Thumbelina interact with each other in this movie. Mm. I've only seen that film once because I hated it so much. I've seen it many times. <laughs> I feel okay. I feel like we're so, gonna need to rewatch this movie because I haven't seen it since like 2013, mm-hmm. and After... I don't remember hating it. But Barbie Thumbelina is like, oh, what a fraught film. Apparently, okay. Gosh. Speaking of Barbie films, we don't like. Um, after Ray and I get to around or finally rewatching The Pink Shoe and watching it, I want to have a podcast with you guys because I, I'm under the impression y'all like Pink Shoe. I love Pink Shoes. And I keep hearing everybody loves Pink Shoes and I'm like, are you sure? It's for the <laughs> sapphicism, okay? It's not a good movie. I mean, I was gonna say, is there a plot? There is a plot. Is there a plot though? There is. No. is I, there? I, I, okay. okay, I want to talk the pink about pink shoes. Is some... like sorry. It's a go ahead. Trip, no, you can go ahead and talk about pink shoes because all I want to talk about is like some general progression stuff again. So like we can do pink shoes first. I was gonna say no- okay. Pink so, shoes is like nostalgia for like the first like three Barbie movies. Like it has that same style. It's directed by the same guy. 
It's like I need to. Okay, it's please all about excuse the clicking shit. sounds as I go find the Wikipedia page for the Pink Shoes, just so I can remember which ballets are in it. It's mm. um because Giselle um Swan okay, Lake. Okay, I knew it was okay. I thought it was Giselle. Okay, thank you. It's Giselle and Swan um, Lake. Okay, like I do appreciate the hum, the homage, the homage. What's that the word? Homage. 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 There was That's an H in there. H. Anyways, I, I like that to go the homage back to ballets and stuff because that was really their beginning. And so I really appreciated that. It was just so detached feeling. It really and was. So it I couldn't get into that because it was too detached. And I think about that era. Yeah, the about that era, though. <laughs> Everything felt really shallow to me, and I couldn't get into that. There were a few movies where there were no stakes. Yeah. Um, Pink Shoes, um, Secret Door. She goes to, like, an alternate dimension that... What's a boy? Okay, that's the best line. <laughs> What's a boy? <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is bonkers, because there's a king in that kingdom. There's a king. She yeah. has a dad. Yeah. But... <laughs> Sorry, so, like, go ahead, please. Secret Door was, like, fun. I like Secret Door. But, like, also, she has no involvement in what's actually going on. It's, like, all of her stuff is internal. But, but like, she has to, like, save this alternate dimension, but she doesn't seem to care that much. It's weird. Mm. Malusha is the best Barbie villain, I will say. Yes. Her but, villain song. Oof, I hate her. I hate that movie. That's <laughs> That's the point. You're supposed to hate her. Her name is Malusha. Like, but I hate like, that movie. Just I like Kingdom Hearts. But also, I don't think that's a good movie. <laughs> I gave that movie like a four out of ten. That was my lowest rated Barbie movie. You're allowed. <laughs> All I'm saying is that Malusha's really good. And just like a teacher showing a movie in a class, I'm going to have to stop it halfway through and let you know that we will continue watching this next time. Keep an ear out next Monday for the second half of this awesome episode. Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. You can follow the podcast socials at Content, the letter N, Capable, on Instagram and Twitter. You can send a super boring email to us through contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. The art was done by Opia. You can follow them on opia underscore art on Instagram. Opia is spelled O-P-I-A. Feel free to message them about making art for your project. Our music was written, recorded, and edited by Nora Strauss-Reeds. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. I'm proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features the restricted section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod with lots of spoilers all the time, of the Eldest Gods, a chapter-by-chapter Rick Verodin pod full of myths and legends, My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast that follows the true hero of Avatar The Last Airbender, the Cabbage Cart Guy, Fandoms Gone Wrong, a show that discusses all things fandoms, and the Movie Night crew. Join some friends as they react to, to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies. Alrighty. It's movie night. Grab your popcorn. Grab your coffee. Grab your friend. Grab a cat. Let's go. Who directed this? What year did it come out? Is that that girl from that show? Who wrote this? Where's the cat? Who would you rather bang? Pass the popcorn. Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally speak in this movie? 
Oh my god, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when... Are we recording? What do the critics say? It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. Content and Capable is a podcast all about answering the question, how do you adult? Don't forget to rate and review it on your favorite podcatcher, and I will see you next Monday for another episode. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. I, I hit the record button, and it, it, right hit- now it is 5.17.26. That is what time it is right now.